Smokey College Football Picks with the Bandit. I'm Smokey, and I want to talk more, but I got to tell you something, Bandit. I think I'm going pro. What do you mean you're going pro? I'm done with the podcast. I'm done talking college football. I know we still got a few games left this year, but hey, it's all about me. I go to Ohio State. I'm going pro. I'm out. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much, Ezekiel Elliott. Should I just call you a Ezekiel Smokey here? Uh, Got to admit, man, kind of classless. Kind of classless. You know, I remember us being Gators. Well, that I remember. but And I remember being even as bad as we were under the coach that we won't name the last few years. I was infuriated when players, a second after losing a bowl game, would announce they were going pro. I thought it was extremely inappropriate. I thought it was a slap at the school. This is 10 times worse what the players at Ohio State are doing. Absolutely. You don't you haven't even had your big rivalry game and you haven't had your bowl game. You're you've got three, you've got two games left in the season. Maybe three if Michigan State were to stumble. The season is not over yet. I mean, it's even bad when you're in the locker room after your bowl loss and you do it. It's way too soon. Way too soon. But it couldn't happen to a better coach. Oh, absolutely, because now the question is, does he have control of the locker room? And frankly, uh, you know, you gotta, you got to have – I can see some coaches start banning their players from Twitter. You know what uh, Coach K does out in Duke? What's that? He, uh, he has an alias Twitter profile, an Instagram profile that follows his players around. That doesn't surprise me. So do you think uh... – now that Urban Meyer is starting to feel the pressure that, like, he might be... Okay, here's what's going to happen. Les Miles is going to be forced out at LSU. Uh, the Florida State coach, Jumbo Fisher, is going to jump back to LSU. And then since the ACC is so pathetic, Urban Meyer could go to Florida State, and that way he could just win the ACC every year because, you know, Clemson, this is just a magical year for them. That's what I'm predicting for Urban He's going to have to go to a conference where there's no competition whatsoever. Yeah, I, I think that that might be it. He could go to Notre Dame, but they love uh, uh, Chip Kelly over there. Wait, do they have, do they have Brian Kelly, right? They have Brian Kelly. You better be careful or he might strangle you or, or push you out of the way if you get his name wrong again. That's right. That's right. If I, if, if I get it wrong, he's going to jump through the <laughs> jump in the podcast and get us going, but I got to tell you, Smokey, we got a nice Thanksgiving uh, meal set up here. We got a nice group of rivalry games to talk about this week. Uh, last week, any any thoughts about about you know the picks? The picks were pretty good. I thought we did pretty good last week. I was monitoring the games. I I kind of uh, missed that Florida game, which <laughs> thank God because we might have some broken audio equipment not to re- re- record a podcast on if I would have listened to that game. Well, I'll tell you what, that was my lock of the week, and I was locking against Florida, and that should tell you something, and damn sure enough, I almost caused them to lose, because, you know, it's all about me, too. Um, Yeah, I was sweating a couple games, but the picks were pretty good. I think, again, we're picking, you know, around 65% that week or something like that. Um, What was your lock? Did you nail it? 
Probably not. I, I don't even remember. It, it was. Uh, I try and forget my locks as soon as I uh, say what it is. Okay, well, I, I actually don't have what your lock was, but I'm sure you did miss it, as has been in pure smoky fashion so far this week. Um, i got to tell you, though, rivalry week, we got to get excited for some of these games. Uh, let's get into it, shall we? I'm anti-lock. Let's do it. All right, all right. We got a Friday game that we're going to cover because it's uh, it's a big game for Iowa. We got Iowa going to Nebraska. Iowa's a two and a half point favorite. Uh, fighting C.J. Beathards or Huskers here? You know, I'm going to break it out early. I've been flip flopping uh, on this game more times than a fat man in a waterbed. Nebraska needing one win to be bowl eligible. Iowa can they? Com- Complete the dream, beat absolutely nobody in the Big Ten, and end up in the Final Four. I think Iowa's going to pull it out. Nebraska's not that good. Give me Iowa. All right. I love you uh, with the analysts uh, of Nebraska being bowl eligible. I love that kind of insight on that. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, it's a big game. It's only a two and a half point spread, but yeah, I like Iowa as well. Just kind of a magical season for them. Short week after the turkey on Thanksgiving. You got them on Friday in the game. I like Iowa to cover the two and a half as well. So you're saying you're All back right. on that horse with C.J. Beathard. I am back on the horse with C.J. Beathard. You're right. Um, all right, I'm going to move on. I'm going to try to transition off of that to the other uh, Big Ten game that means something. We got Ohio State and all the players tweeting that they're going to the NFL, going to Michigan. You know, certainly Vegas doesn't like Ohio State in this one. Michigan's a two-point favorite. Who you like? I'm going to take the angry face Harbaugh's. Ohio State, I, I mean, this, they've just completely lost the locker room. I mean, this is, this is unbelievable. I think they're going to give the ball to Elliott more than 12 times. Favorite statistic, and I, I heard this on a show, so it might not be 100% correct, but it was... One of the most interesting stats of the college football season has to do with both of these teams. Do you realize that Michigan State didn't lead for one second of the game versus Michigan or Ohio State and won them both? That is amazing. I didn't even think about that. Well, I mean, they had to lead at the end of the game, but you're saying in both cases they scored with no time left. They didn't lead for one second of the game, but... When the, when the gun sounded, they were winning both games. That's unbelievable that they didn't have a lead at all. That, that just tells me a collapse. That's what that tells me. And, that's, uh, and that, that's an interesting stat here. Both of those teams, you know, we've been fading Ohio State. I, I get your pick because Michigan's been a lot stronger against the spread uh, throughout this year. Um, but I got to tell you, I, I like the athletes at Ohio State. I think that Urban Meyer will find a way – I still think that Ohio State may make it into the playoff. I, I mean, I, I know Michigan State plays nobody, right? They play like a I, – I, we don't even have them on the podcast this week. The fighting hack – no, that, no, they, they have an interesting game. Michigan State plays Penn State and Connor Cook may be out. It's not determined if he's playing. Okay, that's why we couldn't find a line on it this early. We're doing the podcast on Tuesday – I'm sorry. Uh, Tuesday. We're doing it on Tuesday. To get ready for Thanksgiving, we obviously aren't going to do it on Thanksgiving evening. But um, there is no spread in that game, and I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, That could be a game Michigan State loses. Ohio State wins this game. Ohio State's back in the conversation, don't you think? 
I do, and Smokey came prepared this week. <laughs> oh, you did, you did. At, at least for the first two games, you read the first two on the list. I like Ohio State in this one, so I'm going to disagree with you here. And uh, I think Ohio State may weasel its way into the playoffs somehow. Um, Battle of the State of Kentucky. Threw it on here because I like the spread. We have Louisville at Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky, uh, Louisville's a four-point favorite. Who you like? I get this game wrong, I'm pretty sure, every year. But i got to go with the SEC side of things. i got to take Kentucky, although they've been really bad, if I recall, the last few weeks. I do not have any... Nuggets of wisdom on this game, but give me uh, the give me Kentucky. All right, I'm taking Kentucky because I always think that you know if I can't call a game and I think it's going to be a close one, give me the team getting the points. Kentucky's getting four. That's who I'm picking. All right, so we got the battle of Virginia here. We got uh, Virginia Tech uh, going to Virginia. Uh, Tech's a three and a half point favorite. Who you like? Oh, this just dawned on me. Is this Frank Beamer's last game? I tried to think about that before the podcast, and um, I think Virginia Tech's not bowl eligible if they – I think this is – this game is for 500 bowl eligibility, I think. Yeah, this is uh, – Virginia has – the state of Virginia has moved into quality of football New Mexico style. <laughs> I will say that the quality of the podcast is getting better because I think you just lit up a cigarette in the background, but I could be wrong. I would never do that. <laughs> this, All right, so who you like? Who you like in this one, Tech? This is an anti-smoking message from Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Who do you like, Tech? I gotta take Tech. Give me the fighting Frank Beamers. All right, I like in, in possibly Beamers last game. We got to see that. Um, I like Virginia Tech uh, to cover the three and a half here. Um, All right, Battle of Georgia. We got Georgia and Georgia Tech. At Georgia Tech, Georgia is a five-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Who do you like? I'm locking this up. Give me the Georgia Bulldogs for my lock of the week. Hopefully I'm not jinxing the Bulldogs, although maybe if they lose, then uh, Mark Rick will get uh, get uh, one of those pink notices in his, uh, in his locker, and he'll be done. <laughs> Nice major league reference for two podcasts in a row. You're talking about the pink tag that Willie Mays Hayes gets? Is that what you're thinking? They're Do you leave think him? Mark Rick does that? Like he jumps in front of the locker with both eyes closed and then he slowly opens one? I love it. I love it, possibly. Well, you know, the fact that I, I, I did, I'm not going to lock in this game, obviously, but I picked this game. And I picked Georgia Tech before the podcast. The fact you took Georgia makes me feel even better about it. So I'm taking Tech in the points. And uh, I'm definitely including that in my bets this weekend. Um, all right. So we got the Battle of South Carolina. Just going around the states here. We got Clemson at South Carolina. Clemson, a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. But what do you think? Yeah, I thought about locking this in with Clemson. And I think South Carolina is going to play them tough. But I got to take Clemson and the points. I, I just... I, I, you can't take South Carolina in this game, can you? I'm taking Clemson. No, you can't take South Carolina. They have, they really have nobody. They have nothing really other than pride to play for. Uh, Pride's left uh, South Carolina a, a couple months ago. I like Clemson to cover this one easily, although I'm not quite locking it in because these rivalry games are difficult. It's difficult to pull a uh, a lock when there's a little bit of bad blood between the teams. 
tough, tough to do. You don't remember that line about pride from Pulp Fiction, do you? I can't think of it off the top of my head. Yeah, it's uh, it's when uh, Ving Rhames, his character's talking to Bruce Willis. And he says, uh, Bruce Willis is like Butch. And he says, when he wants him to take a dive in the fight. And he says, that thing you're thinking about right now is pride. And he says, I can't say it on the uh, podcast, but he basically tells him. I know the line, to, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To not to f it is what he says. To f pride, you need, in the in the fourth, you go down is what he said or something like that. Is that the is that the speech that Spurrier would give the South Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably right. That's probably right. In the third quarter, you will give up. Yeah, that's that's probably about right for this game. It might be over by halftime. But, um, yeah, I like Clemson as well. You just can't go with South Carolina here. Um, moving on, we're not moving far. We're moving to North Carolina. Battle of North Carolina, we got uh, UNC going to NC State. Uh, UNC a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you like here? I was shocked to learn that UNC, if they win this, I think will be 10-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know do you know who their one loss is to? Uh is it East Carolina? Um no, I believe they lost week one to South Carolina. Ooh, that's a I bad loss. It's a really bad loss, but they've got ten straight after that. And um Well they played division two football, the ACC, right? <laughs> I think they do. Um so so but you're right, I think North Carolina's on a ten game win streak here. Yeah, keep it on going. I'll take the Tar Heels. All right, I completely agree with you. And listen up, folks. Uh, the Bandits hot on, on the locks. I like this one as my lock of the week here. UNC over NC State, six and a half points covering easy. All right. Um, going on, this game normally is better. The Iron Bowl. Talking about Alabama at Auburn. Uh, Bama's a 14-point favorite. Who you like? That's right on the uh, Bama sees the finish line. I think they're gonna they're gonna pour it on pretty heavy here. I got to take Bama to cover this one. All right, I I just remember every year that Auburn. I remember a couple of years where Auburn has played spoiler to Alabama is a thing. I'm not saying Auburn's winning this game outright because I can't I can't get behind a, a team that has Muschamp as the coach. Uh, on, on you know whether he's not the head coach or coordinator or whatever it is, um, but I like Auburn to keep it within fourteen. I'm going to take them uh, to to somewhat keep this respectable at home. Auburn traditionally does play this game close, but you're forgetting one thing: Muschamp. This is the first year Muschamp is involved. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If it's a blowout like defensive shutdown, you can definitely blame him, and we can laugh about that because, by the way. Uh, Smokey's going to visit the Bandit for Thanksgiving, which is kind of a cool thing. Um, I'll tell you what, this is a good place to tell them about the uh, Twitter account. Yeah, no. Um, and first off, I think I read lips because Muschamp's telling the head coach, no, we should just hand off straight into the line 85 times a game. But uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> let us know what you think of Will Muschamp. We're not fans of him here at Smokey and the Bandit CFB. And tweet us in. Let us know what you think. Are you a fan of Muschamp? Will he be a head coach ever again? And you can tweet us in at SmokeyBanditCFB, or you can email us a longer explanation saying you love Will Muschamp and you're a relative of his, 
And that you can get us at Smokey and the Bandit, CFB at Yahoo.com. All right. Very good. Very good. All right. Back to the Big Ten. Um, we got Wisconsin at Minnesota. Uh, interesting spread. Uh, probably going to be kind of a boring game. Uh, Wisconsin's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you like? Right now, I'm just curious. Did Melvin Gordon have one more year of eligibility? Um, yeah, because he's been kind of a bust in the NFL, wouldn't you say? I thought he was going to be huge in the NFL, and he's been a disaster. But actually, I think he might have been a senior. Wisconsin definitely could use him because I haven't heard anything about Wisconsin this year. They've been pretty bad. Minnesota's even worse. Give me Wisconsin to cover. All right, we agree on this one. Wisconsin should be able to cover, has more athletes, I guess. And Minnesota, you know, Coach Kill's out. They've been playing with a lot of heart. But I like Wisconsin to win this game, so I like them to cover the two and a half. Battle of California here. We got uh, USC hosting UCLA. We got SC as uh, three and a half point favorites. What do you think about this one? Well, I wouldn't have thought SC would have been the favorite uh, about a month ago in this game. But SC, you know, they're... Although, didn't they end up losing to Oregon last week? I'm trying yeah, to... they got rolled. They got rolled by Oregon bad in that game. Yeah, give me UCLA. I'm going to take UCLA to and the points in this game. You know, damn it, you probably... Like, I, I had USC before the podcast. I'm sticking to it. But, man, you really, you really made a good case for UCLA. I forgot how bad they got rolled at Oregon. Um, but SC's so Jekyll and Hyde, though, right? I mean, it's like, are they... You know, I, I guess I'm hoping that the good one, the good SC shows up since they got they got killed last week. And UCLA's so, Jekyll and Hyde. And the entire Pac-10 is Jekyll and Hyde. They they don't have a consistent team, and I mean, I guess Stanford's the most consistent team, which is why they're they're at the top of the conference. But good golly, these teams that just play uh, big offense, no defense, just get killed. And, and like some some games, it's just whoever's hot. You know, do me a favor. Yeah. Do not ever use the expression "good golly" on the podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're retiring the phrase "good golly." Um, yeah, that'll be the last time I say it right there. Uh, just talk about me and CJ Beathard on a horse, I guess, from now on. Um, <laughs> All right, so we got moving on to the SEC. We got Ole Miss at Mississippi State. Got Ole Miss a one-point favorite. On pretty much a pick'em game. Who you like? Good golly, I was flopping more times than a fat man in a water bed on this game. Oh, okay. You're going to just rub this good golly thing in my face. Okay, okay. Who do you like? Who do you like, flip-flopper? I'm ending up with Mississippi State in this game. All right, we disagree. I like Ole Miss. They're they're playing some pretty decent football over the last month. Mississippi State's kind of fading. Uh, I like Ole Miss to win this game. What about uh, your boy uh, Prescott? Has he moved ahead in the Heisman race? No, no. Dak Prescott's probably not in the Heisman race. He's, uh, you know, I, I, I got to wonder who it, who, who's really the front runner now. There's, it's probably <laughs> Derrick Henry at uh, Alabama. Or Dash Boyd. What's his name? Tosh Boyd? Tosh, 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 Tosh wait, Mahal? The quarterback at Clemson. Wait, Taj Boyd hasn't been at Clemson for like three years. <laughs> Who's the quarterback at Clemson? Deshaun Watson. Excuse me to the Watson family. I thought it was Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, 
you know, you do know that uh, Eli Manning is not the co- the the uh, quarterback at Ole Miss, right? But Joe Theismann's still at Notre Dame, right? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, so you like Ole Miss, or you like Mississippi State? I like Ole Miss. Uh, that's just the way we're going to divide it. Uh, it's pretty much picking games. That makes sense. Um, all right, our Florida Gators look like garbage. Like I, I don't even know. I, we're going to watch this game. And um, we're going to be in the same uh, room watching this game uh, on the big screen. And I'm really dreading it, frankly. Florida's hosting Florida State. Needs to win this game to have any shot at the playoff. Uh, Florida State's a two-point favorite. What do you think about this one? I just, you know, I'm I'm just hoping with all. And I would definitely never be betting on this game because I'm too emotionally involved. But I'm going to take the Gators, you know, and hope that uh, that uh, Harris uh, I maybe gets in a fender bender and can't play quarterback, and we sneak Danny Werfel at 45 into the game or something. <laughs> yeah, does Tebow have a year of eligibility left? Um, he's not doing anything right now. We can get him from the announcing booth and maybe uh, plug him in and, I, I don't know, come up with something else. But I do not feel good about this game. Um, I'm probably not going to bet on it because I'm too uh, emotionally invested already. But if I got to pick it for the podcast, take Florida State, take them to cover. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's it's the better side to take in this one two point game. Basically, a pick them. I like Florida State to cover. Um, anything else on that one? Yeah. If um, is FAU the best football team in Florida? They might be. They might be. They certainly played the Gators like they were the best team in Florida. You know they only have um, two wins on the season, FAU. <laughs> I know. They came into the game 2-8, and eight, and they're now 2-9, and nine, and that's just, gosh, they, I mean, I couldn't even believe the game went to overtime. And then, and then I, I don't know, I think we had four block kicks in the game or something. I mean, we just can't do anything right. Just, uh, I hope that that was just our worst game and that we'll, we'll miraculously play great against FSU. Yeah, that's all we could hope for. Did they uh, FAU probably beat ITT Technical or something? Yeah, DeVry Institute. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we've got uh, we got Les Miles, as we said, on the hot seat. They're probably going to fire him after this game or after the bowl game. That's um, shocking to me. That I, I I don't understand it. I don't get it either. We we've talked about that a number of times. Uh, we talked about it with Frank Beamer when, when I was predicting that he would retire and, and be out. We talked about it with Fulmer when we talked about Butch Jones and how they've never had anybody as good as Fulmer at Tennessee. You know, LSU had Saban, then they had Miles. They've kind of been spoiled for a long time. And now he's going to deliver probably, what, a nine-win season or an eight-win season, and he's out? Well, the rumor, I heard a rumor that they've been working on a backdoor deal. Don't put any lines in there. Supposedly with, uh, what's his name, at Florida State, Jimbo Fisher. I would. The only way I could think they get rid of Les Miles is if they know for a fact that Jimbo Fisher is going to jump to them. All right. That might help us in our game. We should get that out there more. Mess with the Florida State players' heads. Oh, Jimbo's leaving. Yeah, we should definitely start tweeting that up uh, uh, leading into the uh, the game. But uh, that's an interesting call. I could definitely see that happening. If they're 
they're not going to get rid of Les Miles without kind of an understanding of who they're going to get in to replace it. And Jimbo Fisher is an intriguing hire. I don't think he's better than Les Miles. I'll say that. But he is perceived to be a good developer of quarterbacks. Yeah, well, and that's the th- what's lacking at LSU. I heard they thought that Les Miles' offense was just old, way too old and it hasn't evolved. But I, what's there, three better coaches in the country than Les Miles? Uh, no, I, don't, I mean, I, I mean, Saban, you take over him. You'd probably take Urban Meyer over him. I hate to begrudgingly say that. And um, you take Jim McElwain. I'm just kidding. No, I'm happy with Mac, but he's unproven. Um, I, I don't know who else. Oh, you know Maybe. who? You know what? You know who the LSU is going to end up with? Um, yeah, I know. I know where you're going, Lane Kiffin. Yeah. <laughs> it would be it would be the just desserts for LSU getting rid of Miles. The only good thing as a Gator fan about Les Miles, if if he is out, at least we'll never have to see another fake field goal to win a game against us. I know, I know. That would be – I told anybody uh, – I told an LSU fan this week, I said if, if Miles is, is out, I'm happy. Is it the guy's yeah. a Gator fan? I'm happy because that guy just owns us. I don't know what it is. Can you imagine um, if Miles, Spurrier, and Rick are all out in the same year? I don't think Rick will be out, but can you imagine that? Yeah, I, I think Rick is going to hold on somehow, but that would be – that would be – you know, I, as I said, there's going to be more coaching vacancies this year. There's going to be more movement than than probably any other year I've seen in college football. It's uh, it's it's absolutely astonishing. Yeah. Um, but back to the game. We got LSU in Death Valley night game, hosting Texas A&M. LSU a five and a half point favorite, probably all based on the Death Valley uh, uh, angle. Uh, basically, a pick them if they're not playing there at night. Uh, who do you like? You know, these two teams combined have fallen down a hill faster than a fat man. I mean, these two teams have just fallen apart the last five weeks. But I'm going to take LSU. I just, Texas A&M, they've just, re- I think they've fallen apart more than LSU. Yeah, I think that's right. I agree with you here. I like <laughs> LSU. Fournette in the last home game to get it done. Put. I don't think A&M can stop him. I think that uh, Fournette hasn't been healthy. It just seems to me like he's just dealing with something. He's not running as well as he did at the beginning of the season. But um, I like LSU to cover the five and a half. All right, two games left on the podcast, uh, both with very big playoff implications. Um, Oklahoma's trying to get back into the playoff uh, conversation. They can do it with a win at Oklahoma State. And they are a six and a half point favorite. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's hysterical. Uh, the one week I don't take Baylor, which was last week, uh, I jump onto your Oklahoma State side, and I could put it that. Um, I just I'm going to go with Oklahoma State in this game and the points. I, I it should be a close game. I know Oklahoma is the better defense, but I, this is the November to forget for the Big Twelve. Let's go all the way and have Oklahoma State now beat Oklahoma outright. Yeah, that's that's a great that's a great call. Um, I, I'm probably having too much reaction to to calling the shot with Oklahoma State earlier in the season, and then them falling short against Baylor. Um, I would have really liked them if they would have come into this game uh, uh, with a chance to get to the playoff. Now that's done. Oklahoma's got more to play for. I like Oklahoma to cover the six and a half, so I'm going to disagree with you here. 
Um, any other thoughts on, on, on the, the Battle of Oklahoma? Uh, it's going to be a heck of a game. I mean, uh, hopefully uh, Big Boo Bob uh, thinks this is a bowl game against the SEC and that lets Oklahoma State win. And uh, you know, I mean, they could have utter chaos still for the Final Four for the championship. Just utter chaos. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen this week that would completely throw everything for, for uh, uh, you know, it, basically it's going to be pick the top four teams uh, or the top three clean teams and Clemson uh, to figure it out. Um, all right, so the big game that we've got, we're finishing the podcast with uh, basically an elimination game. We thought it was going to be an elimination game a couple weeks ago when we saw it on the schedule. We got Notre Dame going to Stanford. Stanford's a four-point favorite. Who you like here? I would have liked the church. You know, I've been going with them all year. As as you like to say, I've been nailing the church. <laughs> but <laughs> five turnovers against Boston College. If Boston College had any kind of an offense whatsoever, <laughs> I mean, that, that could have been a problem. I heard Notre Dame is just really banged up everywhere except the offense and defensive line. I think Stanford takes this game. Yeah, I like Stanford to take this game and to win it by more than four. Uh, probably a 10-point win is what I'm seeing here. I just think that Stanford can run the ball with Christian McCaffrey. They can control the game. They can control the time of possession. They play some decent defense against uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's all banged up coming into this one. They got a lot to play for, both of these teams. But I'll tell you what, I like Stanford on the home field. Notre Dame's got to travel. Okay, they're in Boston last week. Now they got to go all the way to Northern California this week. So I mean, that's just that's got to take a toll on the team. I like Stanford, and uh, I think that that it's going to be a very interesting uh, college selection show for the playoff. I think there'll be probably eight teams that will be able to say that they should be in it, and there'll be a lot. There'll be four of those teams that will uh, be uh, unhappy come Selection Day. So uh, I'll give you the final thoughts. That's the end of uh, the podcast. What do you think? Yeah, we got a lot of exciting games, a lot of great rivalry weekend. I mean, this is what's so exciting about college football. I mean, between this week, you know, a few days around Thanksgiving and then, you know, December, oh, as uh, the only good thing ESPN ever did was label it, it's the best time of the year. Let us know what games are you looking forward to. Uh, who do you think is going to end up in the Final Four? Who's the front runner in the Heisman race? A lot of questions out there. And tweet us in at Smoky Bandit CFB, or hit us up with an email at Smoky and the Bandit CFB at yahoo.com. And we're going to tap that keg one last time, and we're out. Not even trying, how do they do it? This is 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure.